Jesus said, Man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. The creation is waiting to be restored. Not annihilated, not dissolved, not disintegrated. The cosmos, the world, this world, God loves. For God so loves the world. The world that we are called not to love and that God himself does not love That world is not the creation, not the cosmos. That world is the world representing people who are unbelievers who have been taken captive by Satan to do his will. It's 2 Timothy 2, verse 26. says that the Lord's servant should not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. Why? Because who knows? God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So you've heard Ephesians again and again, our battle is not with flesh and blood. Right? It's a spiritual battle. That's true. Our battle is not primarily with flesh and blood. It is a battle against spiritual rulers and principalities, Satan himself. Here's the problem, though. As we war against Satan, we need to keep in mind 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 26, that Satan, although our battle is spiritual against him, Satan has taken captive flesh and blood. So we say our battle is not with flesh and blood. It's against Satan. Well, the problem is Satan actually has has enrolled flesh and blood in his ranks. So we do have a battle with people. But how do we battle? Well, back up, verse 25 of 2 Timothy 2, with gentleness. Because what we don't realize is that those in the ranks of the opposition might join our side. God might be so gracious as to grant them repentance that they may be converted. But it's not just Satan who is our enemy. Satan has taken captive. He has enrolled in his ranks, in his army, flesh and blood, people. So the world, in the negative sense, the world that we're commanded not to be of, we're in but not of, the world that we're commanded not to love, the world that we're commanded not to be tainted by, that world is not the creation, it's not the cosmos. And it's not all people in a universal sense because all people would include saved people. No, the world that we're called as Christians to forsake, to turn away from and to not be tempted by, to not desire the things of the world is the world that represents the demonic system under Satan's rule that takes captive unbelievers to do his will. That's what we don't love. That's what we don't want to be of. That's what we want to keep ourselves, like James chapter 1, religion that is pleasing to God, is caring for orphans and widows and keeping oneself from being defiled by the world. Mountains are not defiling you. Trees are not defiling you. the, The world that is passing away, the world that will dissolve like snow, that will be annihilated, the world that will be completely destroyed and is progressively being pushed back by King Jesus right here for the last 2,000 years and will continue to be pushed back by King Jesus, that world is not the cosmos. It's not me and you. It's not culture in an abstract sense. It's not politics. It's not in an abstract sense. No, it's Satan... His lies, his strategies, and the people he's deceived. And those people are being pushed back unto destruction or those people are being pushed back because they're being converted by the gospel of Jesus Christ 
And they too, like us, are leaving the world and joining Team Jesus. Jesus is king. He is building his church. It is expanding. And the world, as it pertains to Satan's rule, is being pushed back. And Satan, in terms of his rule, has been pushed back the most, the the greatest victory for Team Jesus, the greatest victory for Christ, where Satan was pushed back the most, the strongest blow was laid to him, was the cross and the resurrection. Jesus told this parable, remember, that if you are to go into a house and plunder it for all its valuables, all its worth, you you must first go into the house and bind the strong man. And then all the servants can go in and plunder the house. But the house is this earth. And the strong man was Satan. There was a time where Satan, he's never been sovereign. He's never been autonomous. He's always been underneath God and God's decree. But there was a time in this world where Satan roamed to and fro over the earth with a higher degree of freedom than he does now. And where his tyranny and destruction was at much higher degrees than it is now. But something happened, not just in a spiritual, um, ambiguous way, but in real human history, something happened 2,000 years ago where someone came into the house, into the world, and took the strong man and bound him. And he was no longer able to deceive the nations or or to... tyrannize the people of God or the nations ever again like he previously did. Uh, Doug Wilson says this. He says, well, well, bad things have happened in the last 2,000 years. People think of Hitler and the Nazis. But the reality is this. Hitler lost. Did Satan take him captive to do his will? Yes, and it didn't work. The Third Reich and its rule of terror can be measured in a matter of months, but there has never been a force like Babylon, Assyria. There have been multiple demonic evil empires that have spanned 200, 300, almost 400 years terrorizing the whole known earth where it seemed as though no salvation was possible. We have not seen that level of tyranny that level of demonic rule for approximately, oh, I don't know, let's do the math, 2,000 years. Not a coincidence. Because for the last 2,000 years, Satan has not had the reins like he once did. Because those reins were taken from him and wrapped around his wrist, tied around his ankles. And now Satan still torments the people of God to some degree but he does it while hobbling around because Christ has bound the strong man. And we, the servants of Christ, go into the house, which is the world, and we plunder it. Like the people of God inheriting the land of Canaan, we plunder it. So when David says, I'm a sojourner, what he does not mean is, I'm outnumbered. I'll always be outnumbered. The goal of the Christian is to lose, and this world has nothing for me. And that includes the creation and everything that God made that he previously said is good. It's not what it means to be a sojourner. When he says, I'm a sojourner, I'm a stranger, he's saying, by comparison with my unbelieving contemporaries, I feel radically different. What's one characteristic that's radically different from them? They were born blind, and so was I. But although I once was blind, now I see. 
As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer. And thank you for your generous support.